Patrick Mahomes had a performance against the Bears that you should be jealous of. Maybe not as jealous as Greg Olson is of Travis Kelsey right now, but jealous nonetheless. How did they get past it? What does it all mean? And what gets broken next for the Kansas City Chiefs? Live now on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom fans around the world, every Swifty on the planet. It's nice to hear you. I'm glad that you made it. Um, it's been an interesting day around Chiefs Kingdom today, but uh, we're brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. So if you need a job, which uh, Taylor doesn't seem to need, uh, you can find the quality candidates that you're looking for by going to LinkedIn.com slash NFL and use our code there to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply, as does every relationship. We'll talk about that coming down the road, but... We have a lot to go over. The Chiefs get this done against a quite malformed and ill-prepared Chicago Bears team. What does that mean? Who stood out? Who didn't? Coming up today, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL33.com and RGR Football. We're joined by Matt Derrick, the editor and beat reporter from ChiefsDigest.com, and my partner Chris, you guys all know, at Chiefs Corner. We have thanking you for being with us live as we are post-game every week and for subscribing here on YouTube where you can like, sub, and hit the bell, or on Spotify or Apple or any of the audio platforms, because we are free every day, five days a week, every platform that you can find. That is what we do at the Lockdown Network, where you can find shows on every single team, not just us. So, jokes aside, we will get directly, uh, coming down the line, what the offense looked like, who gets our game balls, is the defense all it's cracked up to be, but we have to start with the fact that for the first time in my recent memory – the Chiefs actually put down a team that was lesser than them in the fashion that they should have been put out of their misery. This was this was a euthanasia, in my opinion, because the Bears were not ready to play this ballgame, Matt. Um, did this go as you expected, and do you see the same thing out there, that it just wasn't a fair match? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that it went as I expected because I, I had been in the category that until I saw the Chiefs go out and put down one of these beatdowns on somebody like they're supposed to, that I wasn't going to expect it. And I, I kind of went against that by, you know, my own advice by, by taking the Chiefs 14 points today. Um, they ended up being a little bit better than 14 points, Ryan, better than the, than the Bears. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you, uh, you, you, you hit it. I mean, this was exactly that. I mean, they took an opponent for which they were absolutely completely overmatched and one that was in disarray, and they made sure that they stayed down in, in disarray. Um, talking to people who on, on the other side of the aisle who are with the Bears and the organization, they really didn't know what to expect today. I mean, they thought there was a reasonable chance that this team could come out with its best performance so far because it's been a hard week at Hallis Hall. They they've really had their backs against the wall and there was so much turmoil. Um, but then again, they also thought that things could absolutely fall apart and things absolutely fell apart for the Bears. Um, they were lucky to get 10 points. They were lucky that the, the Chiefs didn't score more. I mean, if Andy Reid apparently were the guy in Miami, I think the Chiefs could have put up 80 today, but they chose not to. So um, a convincing win, absolutely dominant, um, and and as important as the offense seemingly getting healthy. I mean, to me, it's just three straight games where you're talking about the defense being an absolute juggernaut right now. Well, and I'm glad you're talking about the defense because that's really where the focus in my mind needs to go because whether or not Kansas city was going to win this game, I knew it was going to really depend on the offense coming out and actually playing well, but the defense did what it's been doing all season. And that's what's, that's what you need to expect. You keep stacking up these consecutive games where the defense comes out and plays as well as they are. 
that's going to be fantastic for this team. And Patrick Mahomes is in a situation now he's never been in. Kansas City looks like they could have a top five defense in the NFL this season. And that has got to scare a bunch of teams because Mahomes has never had a defense that's been this good uh, and definitely not this good this quick. And you look at all the different plays by different players. Uh, Jones had another sack. Mike Dana had a sack. Karloft has caused some trouble. Uh, you know, Chanel had some good rushes. McDuffie gets a strip and Gay recovers the fumble. I mean, there's lots of things to talk about. Mike Edwards, Justin Reed got his hands on the ball, got Mike Edwards interception. Defense played fantastic. Not saying that offense didn't play good, but I love seeing the defense do what it did what it do what it's doing right now. And you know you're not talking about necessarily, and, and and we're talking in future tense here. So I mean, maybe maybe in five years from now we'll be looking back on this and saying, well, yeah, I mean this defense should have been good. It had six all pros on it or something. Um, right now we don't know that. I mean that's not what this defense is yet. But right now, um, you know, it's a lot of guys who are simply buying into what Steve Spagnuolo is coaching, buying into the scheme. They believe in it. They're, they're committing to it. And you've got a lot of guys who are extreme, playing extremely well. I mean, some of the guys like you talked about, Mike Dana and, and Chris Jones, essentially in contract years, Willie Gay, LeJarius Sneed, in that kind of, kind of category. But then you have guys, you know, second-year guys like Trent McDuffie, third-year guys like Nick Bolton, who are just playing at an extremely high level. And even though you don't have a Nick Bolton today, you have a new guy in Drew Tranquil who comes in and, uh, frankly, plays just as well. I mean, it doesn't look like you missed a beat without Nick Bolton. So. That's another thing that this defense has not had in the past is that it has depth at a lot of positions where if they take an injury or two, that they're in trouble. I mean, this defense has some depth to it. So they're not just dependent on making sure that everybody's healthy and everybody plays their best. They don't have to have that right now. And, you know, that's that's impressive. I think it's the balance that we saw in this ballgame, not just on both sides of the ball, with the defense being able to play, honestly, in terms of output and performance, just as, as good as the offense did, but the balance within the offense. We saw nine rushes before halftime, where they were actually, at one point, I think, in the second-to-last drive in the first half, that they were up to rushing for seven yards a carry at that point with Pacheco uh, for a guy who wasn't even supposed to be on the field, possibly due to the hamstring. So I think that balance all came back around. Again, the opportunity coming from a team that you feel that you have the advantage over. But I think that sets the table for what comes next. And playing more balanced football all the way around, Matt, is I think the formula they have to look at as the starting point rather than trying to go back to what has been the, the calling card in the past of the, the deep shots all the time, that kind of thing, like set it up with the classics here and then play your hits. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, and I think balance is a great word. And I think discipline is the other word to really use with this team right now, because it's, it's true on both sides. I mean, offensively, you needed some balance last week. They were completely off kilter. I mean, they were, they were pass heavy in the first half. The Jaguars knew it. And as a result, I mean, they, they kind of plotted along it a little bit in the first half. Second half, they mix in the run a lot more effectively and things looked like they were starting to pick up. And then they kind of built on that today with a much more balanced attack in the first half. And, you know, the, the Bears really didn't know what was going to hit them. And then at the same time, I mean, Mahomes, when he is throwing the football, was taking his time. He was seeing that he had plenty of protection he was waiting for things to develop, wasn't trying to force it, wasn't trying to force the deep balls, took his shots judiciously. I mean, this was, a, a, I think, a fairly disciplined performance from Mahomes. 
But I think most importantly is that they were very disciplined on the defensive side. This is a game against a quarterback that, you know, if you overplay, if you get out of your angles, you get out of your gaps, you can get beaten easily by Justin Fields. I mean, that's where he's had his best success is when maybe teams overcommit, they're not prepared for him, and they don't play gap security. Um, this team didn't have a lot of breakdowns today. I mean, the, the Bears had a couple of moments where I think that, you know, maybe the defense wore down or assessments or, you know, the play lasted long enough that somebody finally broke contain a little bit and, and let Fields get away. But other than that, they played a very disciplined game designed to make sure that Fields had nowhere to go. He was under pressure all day long. They played coverage well in the back end. I mean, it was a, it was a complete effort. And it's the kind of thing that you get when guys are just simply doing their assignment. They're not trying to do more than they're asked to do. They're not abandoning what they're doing to try and help somebody else out. And this kind of defense you're playing right now. Well, and that's a great point. You look at Mike Dana staying at home, uh, causing, you know, havoc for Justin Fields at times when Fields was trying to break the pocket and you're staying disciplined as a defense. That's exactly what you need to do. And when you talk about Patrick Mahomes playing judiciously, one of the things that we had kind of questioned going into this game was, are they trying to spread the ball around too much? He threw at 11 different people, 10 different players had catches on Sunday. And while you see Travis Kelsey get seven tar- or eight targets, uh, Rasheed Rice getting seven targets, which is a huge deal for this offense. If he can get going like that, uh, you know, Justin Watson doing what he did, Sky Moore getting six targets and Sky Moore was running great routes. I, I think that's something that's very encouraging. I think that's something that's going to continue to happen. Uh, but to get all those people involved is b- very big for this offense. And that's what you have to have. It's a buy-in on both sides. So what did the offense bring that we can expect more of? Who gets our game balls? And coming up next, what is this defense and just how good can it be on the backside of this? These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Whether it's you're looking for somebody to hire for your small business or you're looking to hire somebody, uh, you know, for maybe some seasonal work, you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. My terms certainly apply. And one term that I like to use is hard stopper defense. That's what this became. I, I thought there was an interception of Mike Edwards corralled. It was very Mike edwards Uh, It was also, I think, the play of the day came when the whole defense is swarming and playing their, their scheme together. But it was Trent McDuffie that forces another fumble. Not the kind of turnovers that I'm hoping to see from him. But yet again, you're changing possession, and that's what matters. I think that illustrates the fact that this defense is playing as a, as a unit, Matt, Maybe not just the individual performance that we'd be looking for, but I see that as a strength and what is propelling them forward and making them play as advertised. Do you agree? I think that he would if he could. 
Now, Matt yep. is live from Arrowhead, and sometimes uh, the, the press box at Arrowhead is notorious for its internet connection, where sometimes things can go quite awry, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I can safely say that while the Chiefs offense and defense um, went on well, like clockwork today, um, at the risk of uh, throwing anybody into the bus, the, the Wi-Fi and internet here at Arrowhead GEHA Field has struggled a little bit today, so apologies for that. What I was getting at, it was team team uh, concept, team camaraderie, swarming to the ball, playing as a unit, rather than individual performances, what's driving this defense right now. And I think that's the foundation to be as good as they possibly can and maybe even break into the top 10 here as a unit. How do you feel about how they played today? Yeah, and you, you touched on something that a couple of the players brought up and Trent McDuffie in his post-game press conference, and I, I talked to him a little bit in the locker room about it too. Um, you know, he, he's talking about Steve Spagnuolo preaching your job plus one, you know, which is to do your job. And then as Trent McDuffie said, there's other things that are going to come up that, that aren't necessarily your job, but you got to do them. Um, sometimes it's going to be because things break down. Something, you know, becomes your responsibility. Uh, you know, it's it, and it's not like we talked about earlier. It's not about abandoning your job to make sure that you're doing somebody else's, but it's you do your job and then you help out if needed somewhere. And, and that's a philosophy that this team is really buying into. And, you know, it, it manifests itself in like the turnover that Trent McDuffie has punching the ball away. That's something that they preach. They want this team to be, a, you know, a, a turnover defense. And, and Trent McDuffie's becoming that. I mean, he's what, forced a couple of fumbles now in three games. That's part of his philosophy. I mean, he wants to be a hard hitter. He wants to be one of those guys that if he's not getting interceptions, he wants to get the ball on, out on another way. And, and that's the tenacity that you're seeing in a lot of different places this team play with. You know, it's not just, you know, one or two guys. It's, it's all across. You know, you're seeing this group playing pretty physical. Um, sometimes maybe, you know, they, they, they create problems for themselves. I mean, I know they had like a collision today when two defenders, you know, run into each other. You don't like to see that happen. But, but that's, those are the kind of things that can happen when you've got everybody hustling to the ball and trying to make a play. And, and that's something that, you know, over the, the last 10 years in Kansas City, we've seen intermittently. But to me, this is this is maybe the most collective defense that we've seen in Kansas City in a long, long time. Matt, I have to ask really quick. Was there any updates on any injuries uh, during the postgame? Um, didn't hear a lot. I did not get to hear Andy Reid's. Uh, I came in after his update, so I haven't heard his injury update yet. I know from uh, seeing Donovan Smith in the locker room, um, he, he did, wouldn't reveal his injury, but he said he's fine. Um, the only one I think that you really have a lot of concern about is, is Prince Tegawanongo. The Chiefs described it as a quad injury. Um, obviously, by the way he went off the field and went back to the locker room, it, it looks pretty serious, but we'll see about the outcome. But that's the only one that at this point seems to be significant. Yeah, just have to ask because losing two left tackles in just a couple of plays is definitely not where you want to be. Uh, and you don't want to see Joe Tooney starting at left tackle in the near future. So uh, hopefully Prince can come back. But, you know, you look at the the way that this defense played. You look at the way the offense played. Mahomes finally started to find sync with some of the wide receivers. Like we talked about earlier, Rasheed Rice getting seven targets. Uh, obviously, some of those weren't just on Mahomes. But getting a rookie involved in this offense so early is very impressive because it doesn't really happen. Yeah, and and that is something that at least had been consistent. I mean, Rice goes for five for 59 today, has the seven targets, and that is a, a really good early performance for a rookie. I mean, is it going to be something that he's going to do week in and week out? 
let's see because that's the that's the really hard thing for a rookie to do in an Andy Reid offense is the to be consistent this early. So you know he might have some spikes. He might have some some big outings one week and maybe not the next. Um, this you know with Richie James out, which wasn't a huge number of snaps, but you include him and you also include Kadarius Tony being pretty limited. And, and then there were some more opportunities. And I figured those would mostly go to Rice, and, and they did. Um, you know, they, they had the one play very early that seemed like it was designed to maybe get Justin Ross going. Um, he doesn't, you know, that was incomplete. But they And they didn't really go back to Ross after that. So, you know, it, it certainly seemed that this week at least, specifically, it was designed to maybe get Rice a few more opportunities. And he took advantage of it. Yeah, him getting north and south was impressive. Sorry, that Ryan, I'm sure I'm interrupting you. No, and that's what you had to do. And I think we saw a number of, of deeper concept routes that were designed to eventually get ladder. Uh, I think uh, Watson's over route was not necessarily designed to be turned up as far as it was. Same thing with Rice. But you saw the opportunity there with the holes that they found in the zones to then try to go vertical over the top of them. And kudos to Mahomes, as usual, taking advantage whenever he can there. But that's also, I think, uh, a step in the progression that we're looking for in seeing the receivers be on the same page with him to recognize the opportunity to turn those north and make the most plays that you can out of it. I thought that was an evolution that we we witnessed a little bit today. Yeah, and, and 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 that's something that, I mean, especially for Rice to be able to do that as a rookie this early, because that was something, honestly, you know, we didn't see from Sky more last year. We are starting to see it from Sky, so that's great. But seeing seeing Rice be able to do that right now at this early in his career, game three, is is a, is a big help. Um, but, you know, even, even guys who like Marquez, who are in their second year in this offense now, you're seeing them get a little bit more comfortable with it, too. And you know, Marquez found himself absolutely complete wide, completely wide open a couple of times. And it, if not for maybe what I think Andy Reid would say, a very questionable um, illegal formation call on, on Jawan Taylor, um, you know, Marquez would have had a couple of those and had, another, had a touchdown today as well. Yeah, and that touchdown would have been, been big for Mahomes because I think it actually would have put him over 200, uh, which would be getting him uh, higher on the list. And I think that would be seven games before uh, Stafford behind him, and he actually passed 20, 25,000 passing yards in seven games faster than Matt Stafford did, and that is the quickest any QB has ever thrown for 25,000 yards. One last thing I want to say really quick on on Rasheed Rice. Played a great game. Loved what I saw with him getting up the field. Gotta watch the ball into your hands. Ryan knew where I was going. Yep. Gotta yeah. watch the ball into your hands. You, yeah. Can't let Got it. into his body. You don't catch with this. this. Yeah. Can't you catch with this. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still okay. So to see what he was able to do. Sorry, I sorry. Go ahead. We're all on the same page. I'm glad, hey, if you can, we if all you can, if you can learn that in a forty-one to ten win, and you're not learning it in a twenty-two to twenty-one loss, yep. that's when you want to learn it. Yep, absolutely. And that, and that shows, and that and it shows how the, the offense can continue to grow. What are some of the key points? We're going to get back to those here just in a second before we give out our game ball. So stick around with us live. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell. If you're not with us already, become a subscriber to this. And if you want in on the text line where we give you updates all up and down the week, let alone on game days, you can get that at 816-357-8781. Go subscribe over there. But much like this morning as I was preparing for game day, sometimes I just forget stuff and it was syrup for pancakes this morning. So if you need groceries now, 
and you need to get them sooner than, say, kickoff for the morning games, you have time sometimes to do it the old-fashioned way, and sometimes you need some help. You can try the, the grocery delivery from DoorDash and get that help that you're looking for. They have everything you want delivered as you need it, when you need it, right to your door. And it makes things a whole lot easier on you. And you've already trusted DoorDash to deliver restaurant favorites in the past to get you what you need right there on your doorstep well they can do groceries just as well if not better so thousands of grocery stores have chosen uh to participate and you can choose from all of them whether the best in your neighborhood or to boost your local economy or you just want the convenience of right now uh you'll get exactly what you ordered every time or they'll make it right so sit back and enjoy the quality groceries just like you pick them yourself hopefully that is exactly what you're looking for get 50 percent off on your first DoorDash order right now, up to $25 value when you use the code LOCKEDONNFL. So if you need something for dinner right now tonight, go grab it and use that code LOCKEDONNFL for up to 50% back. It is a limited time offer, up to a $25 value in total. Uh, terms do apply, and that is 50% up to 25 on that minimum. Don't forget, you got to use that code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash for groceries. Now, as we come back, I know, Chris, your big project for this year is, is the all-important third down. But I do want to share a couple of other stats that I do feel are important. Matt, I'd love your reaction on this one that uh, holds out. And I didn't mean to cut Matt off there because that's not very kind, is it? Um, <laughs> let's see if we can fix that now. There we go. Um, the big thing for me is, is a three-to-one ratio we see here in first downs achieved. And normally, this isn't an offense that we see churn like that, right? because of the volume of big plays. But when you're getting 12 first downs on the ground, that's the big like positive alarm bell in my mind. Do you see it that same way, or is there some other hidden value here? No, I mean, I, I, I think that's key. And, you know, and specifically when you're also able to get 10 conversions on third down and you're 10 of 14 on third down, um, you know, that's not going to happen every week. And certainly is that indicative of a, a good offense? Sure. Is it also indicative of an, a defense in disarray? Yes. I mean, you kind of probably have to have both to be that successful on third down. Um, I might even say, hey, you know, 14 third downs is a little too many to get to. But then again, the Chiefs did have a lot of possessions, a lot of plays today. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, this is, you're at your most effective when you're able to run the ball for first downs, which you know the Chiefs and short yardage have had a struggle with. So that's a good sign of improvement. Um, but having that much success, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good sign. I mean, is it, do you have to adjust it this week based on the opponent and what you were getting? Sure. I don't think there's any doubt because this effort might put 41 up on the bears. It won't necessarily put that many points up on another team. So we will see, but this, this, this offense did what it was supposed to do today. Really quick. You're talking about third down. Uh, Mahomes had only nine third downs, uh, in this game. Uh, he went seven for nine. Uh, well, not he went seven for nine. The team went seven for nine while he was on the field. Pacheco got a first down on one of the third downs. But Mahomes, more importantly, in my mind, went six for eight for third down. And that is a stat that is a lot better than what they've been doing in the past couple of weeks. But not only did he go for six for eight on completions, but all six of those went for conversions. 75% from your quarterback on third down is huge. And we're talking about some with third and eight, third and seven, uh, multiple with third and seven, uh, three of them with third and seven, one third and eight, and converted them. So I think you're in a good position in that regard when it comes to third down. The other thing that really sticks out to me is penalties. 
What did Mahomes, what did they have last week? Nine penalties for almost 100 yards. This week it was three for 15. And that is exactly what you need to see from this team. And the one I, I will point this out, Donovan Smith, I don't think, got flagged for anything this week, which is the first where he ends up coming with a nothing. Uh, and I thought he did well in pass protection too. I'm, I'm really curious to see how that turns out. I need to go back and be able to watch the film a little bit more. And, and Andy Reid was not happy with the, the calls on Jawan Taylor. He he thought both of them were tic-tac calls and thought that Jawan was getting picked on. And, and that was one of the reasons he got pulled out of the game. I mean, it, it wasn't that Andy Reid thought that he needed a, a, a fix or anything. Um, but he said he also got punched in the mouth and had a little bleeding in his lips. So that factored in as well. But um, it was the injury and also John just wanting to get him away from the officials for a little bit. Um, was kind of Andy Reid's plan there. I mean, it was not, you know, a punishment for Juwan or anything because he he defended him after the game, and so did Patrick Mahomes, saying that they felt like that at this point, Taylor has cleaned it up. He's lining up just the same way that Donovan Smith is on the other side and that he's playing the position like a lot of guys around the league. And and I got to say, I mean, I, I, I noticed a difference today. I mean, was there still some tipping of plays? A little bit, yeah. But was he lined up in the, in the same fashion which he has in the past couple of games? No. I mean, he looked much more like most tackles around the league. And if all tackles were called the way that Juwan Taylor was today, there'd be a lot of uh, illegal formation penalties every single week. Well, and you, you look at who they play next week. Sorry, I just want to say really quick. You look at who they play next week, more importantly, who the announcer is, and it's going to be talked about again next week. Can't get away from it. I, I was going to give the opinion that it, it does feel like it's getting better. Um that is a mental side, you know, error on the side of caution. I do want to say this out loud from my notes. And if you guys want to see my notes, you can subscribe, become a member over on the RGR channel and you get access to my actual game notes. But one thing that I think, looking at his play, there's been no trouble with Juwan Taylor's blocks, with his actions. Is he tipping plays? Yes. He's still making the blocks. Is he lining up incorrectly? At times, he's still making the blocks. So I don't think the performance is being affected by that. And the performance, hopefully that will continue. The penalties will be alleviated and, and that will go away. But one thing that's coming in, Matt, that I was super excited about, probably the biggest number of explanation points in my notes today, is that they actually got a short yardage play to score. And that looked like a concerted effort to me combined with the number of rushes that they had. Do you feel like this is the stepping stone to actually get that back in the offense and be productive in that way? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt. I mean, that, that short yardage, especially at the goal line, is something that they're going to em be emphasizing the rest of the season. I mean, that's something that they're going to be working on in practice every single week. There will be specific sessions on that until they get it down. And it's easily understandable why, because those have been such a struggle. Um, but today, you know, they had a couple of situations. I mean, they they got down to the goal line and obviously punched in a couple of times when they needed to. Um and once again, I mean, we'll have to adjust for the opponent. I mean, this is a, a Bears team that's across the board is just in disarray right now. And and obviously defensively was really in disarray this week. So let's see what happens. But, yeah, once again, I, I, I circle back to the Chiefs did what they were supposed to. I mean, they converted into those situations, which is something that they've been struggling with. Had they struggled with those today, I'd be very concerned. But it's a reason, and hey, some of these things can be confidence. If this is the one confidence that the Chiefs short yardage game needs to get itself going and get it right, great. I mean, that's sometimes you sometimes you need just a little success, and if the success comes at a weak opponent, who cares? Yeah, I'll take it. That said, I, I, it is time, unless we have to do something else. No, I just want to say really quick, uh, 12 possessions from what I'm counting right now, I might be off one or two. Uh, 
Chiefs only punted once. And phenomenal job by Tommy Townsend on the punt. I, I, I know we're talking about offense and defense, but that punt was phenomenal. Just want to throw that out there. Slow day for Tommy. That's a good sign, right? Yep. <laughs> that said, um, for those of you asking questions, I, I think we're going to be out of time on questions tonight. We will answer that during the week. Um, I saw one comment about Justin Watson. Uh, not overlooked here on this show because I bring him up about every week, and he is still that home run, and I think the receivers are falling into their roles be it the uh, the deep balls to Watson and MVS, we know where, what we're going to see. It's the volume that I think is going to go up here, and you're going to see those plays, play, uh, plays pay off a little bit more. But uh, that said, he is not my game ball, but we have to give them out. And as you, the guest of honor, Matt, you're going to have to start so that I don't pick your player. <laughs> well, I'm going to go a little bit off the board considering you know it was a big day for the offense. I'm going to go with Drew Tranquil, um, stepping in for Nick Bolton, your leading tackler for the Chiefs this season. And what, is, what does Drew Tranquil do? He, he leads the Chiefs with eight tackles today. Also picks up half a sack, um, called the defense, did a really solid job across the board. I mean, part of the reason why this defense was able to accomplish what it did today was that Drew Tranquil did Nick Bolton's job and did it extremely well. Um, that's significant because the Chiefs haven't really had a guy who could step in as your middle linebacker. Uh, and really perform like this in a long, long time. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time that they had maybe a starting caliber backup middle linebacker. And yes, you want to get Nick Bolton back, but when you've got Drew Tranquil who can come in and play like he did today, that is big. Um, he made sure that this defense was did not miss anything, that they stayed under P's and Q's. And uh, it was a yeoman's job for Drew Tranquil coming in today. That was the most impressive thing for me, watching him continuously go and work on alignment with the defensive lineman saying, you know, move over, do it. And that's what he's supposed to do as a middle linebacker, but three games into the season, able to do that. I thought that was very impressive. I was impressed with Tranquil today, my game ball. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the easy way out and I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. And it's not necessarily because of how well he played. It's just because at times during this game, he reminded you that you have Patrick Mahomes on your team. And it was simple. It was small things. It was, you know, early in the game, it's, you know, running the line of scrimmage basically and getting the, the corner to look back at who he's trying to guard and then taking an easy first down with a run because nobody's there to, to tackle him. But then the throw to Justin Watson was phenomenal. Uh, just laid it right in the bucket and to adjust the way he was in the pocket to be able to do that was incredible. So I got to give my game ball to Mahomes. Uh, it makes sense. He is a magician. Uh, my game ball is going to go to a guy that I, I think is – Someone we can look forward to seeing more from as the progression goes. But uh, honorable mention to Travis Kelsey today as well. Uh, maybe making the catch of his life off of the field uh, when you get Donna to sit next to somebody. Um, so kudos for him. But hey, I, I didn't tie so it in the TV on. show at least. Hey, uh, but on the field today, there's one guy that stands out because he does everything that he needs to do at his position and he's making plays. Something that we saw a couple of years ago from Legereus Need. Now it's Trent McDuffie. And I think he earned this one. I thought. Until that that late turnover uh, that was a kind of gifted uh, to Edwards, if you had to pick a turning point in this ballgame, it was going to be that forced fumble from Trent McDuffie. And I think he is a guy that they can rally around. They can keep this young secondary building around for the future. So he's my game ball today. We'd like to know who you guys want to give a game ball to. Put your comments down below. Leave them over on Chiefs Digest. Just pick a random post and put your game balls in there and see what Matt has to say about it. Uh, you can check that out as well as making sure that you sub here to the channel on YouTube as well as Spotify and Apple and all the audio platforms because we're free every day of the week, everywhere that you can find us. We appreciate your time. Matt, thanks for uh, putting up with the internet and getting with us post-game live. 
Absolutely. And go to the Chiefs Digest YouTube page, like it and make a comment there and I'll answer your questions anytime. Oh, I love to see he's so much more applaudable than I am. We appreciate you guys being with us live post game. We'll be back with you all week to get ready for the next opponent. Enjoy this one and we'll talk to you next time.